Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're back with more of the Scores Post Game Show with Mully from the Mully and Haw Show and former Bears long-snapping Ironman Patrick Manley on Sports Radio 670 The Score, presented by MailMedChicago.com, where a full head of hair scores every time. Yes, indeed, we are back. And Patrick, I, I wonder your thoughts, and I, I, I'll tell you my thoughts. They went for a fourth, they, they, excuse me, they went for fourth and 15, I believe it was, mm-hmm. with, uh, with about 10 minutes left in the game instead of taking a field goal where they'd cut it to 10. And I thought the rule was always you try to extend the game, extend the game, and you try to figure out a way. I get it. They were, they were down and three points wasn't going to turn the game. But if, if you believe that you don't have a lot of explosive plays in you, maybe you have to go for it. I just thought it was a no-brainer to, to, to take a field goal as opposed to a fourth and 15. I'm with you 100% on that. I mean, there's a lot of other issues with the team that happened in the game, but that's one that, to me, that's, that's, a, that's a mistake he made, in my opinion. You kicked that 48-yard field goal. Cairo Santos is, you know, an excellent kicker. Uh, good chance he's going to make that. Then it is a 10-point game. It's a two-possession game, and one possession is only a field goal to tie it and that helps your offense, then they don't have to go as far down the field, but it keeps you in the game. It keeps the game closer. That's when I scratch my head. And the other part, Molly, they threw the ball, and it was two yards short of the first down line. Yeah. So they're still doing that, yeah. which drove me crazy. He's going to go grab it. I look, I'm like, that's not even – he's not even past the yellow line. But and, I, and, it's a mistake in my opinion. And we heard him say that, you know, there, there weren't a lot of explosives out there for them because of Aaron, because of Aaron Donald and the way that he rushes the passer, well, I, I would imagine on fourth and fifteen he's going to be as terrorizing as he is on third and fifteen. Sure, but here's the thing: I was thinking about that. You can call max protection, right? You can keep a tight end yeah. in, a running back in, and give enough time for Andy Dalton to throw something deep. Just try to get something vertical. Just try to, you know, try to get. We got all this speed, right? They talk right. about all the speed we have at the wide receiver position. Just see if you can get somebody vertical. Throw up a 50-50 ball to Allen Robinson. He's one of the best receivers. I mean, he is the best receiver for the Bears on the field. 
Um, you know, I know they have Jalen Ramsey, but figure out a way to get maybe get the ball away from Jalen Ramsey into one of the other receivers, run max protection and throw it deep. I, I, that's what I didn't understand. And that was a, a pass that went 13 yards again, short of the sticks. <laughs> it's crazy. Let's, <laughs> yes. let, let's hear from Matt Nagy. He spoke about it in the post game, apparently. Specifically on the fourth and fifteen, that's at a different point in the game. Yeah. On that one specifically, of going for it. Yeah, that that was uh, again. You, you just kind of some of it's just a feel of where you're at, and you know, uh, the the one the where things offensively that one play when he had that when Aaron had that sack, uh, we had a, we had a, a double move uh, out there, and uh, it was a little uh, pump play, and he he made a play. That's what he does, and so sometimes there's a there's a risk reward when you take a shot that that can happen at times and if that doesn't happen then maybe we have a guy and we hit it down the sideline but that's what you're dealing with when you play this team you know that's that's kind of what I was getting to the other day with with Aaron you know he'll you can contain him but then at a, at, at a crucial point because I still felt like we were moving the ball and getting into the you know big red zone but then he made that play and it made it second and forever and then third and forever and then we, you know trying to go for it on four so he changed the subject. Yeah. He didn't answer the, he didn't answer the no. question. No. And the other part in that drive, too, was Cole Komet had a, had a chance to catch the ball on, uh, what was it, third and 25. No, he, on second and 25, and he dropped it. Yes. So that could have cut it again. You know what I mean? There's, so there's other uh, problems that led to going for it on fourth and 15, but um, he didn't answer the question. That just that makes no. me laugh. That's, that's, <laughs> that is – I think his not answer was an answer in and of itself, right? Yes, yes. 312 644 6767. Ralph is in Colorado listening online. Hey, Ralph. Hey, hey, what's up, guys? Patrick Mully. We have to talk about Eddie Jackson tonight. Single handedly responsible for 12 points. I'll leave it there. Fire Nagy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Well, Eddie Jackson was not very good, and you've got a lot of money invested in him. So I guess fire pace? I don't know. I don't know what yeah. the response to that is. Uh, well, I think it is going to be interesting now. I think the noise around Eddie Jackson is going to get a lot louder by the fans. You know, I yep. think people have been disappointed, but we're just hoping that he would become the playmaker. He, he's he's put enough in the in the whatever. He's they were hoping he'd be the guy he was in 2018 and it's going to be interesting to see how he does react to all this noise cuz I think there's going to be a lot of noise from print media, you guys, the radio, everybody and then fans, you know, just on Twitter and everything else and see how he reacts to that because you know, he he said I'm going to come back, I'm going to be playing well, I'm back to that 2018 guy and uh-uh. He's worse than that guy. He's worse than the guy last year today was. So I'm just looking at their cap hits this year, okay? So the biggest cap hit is Allen Robinson, uh, close to $18 million. Then it's Robert Quinn, 14.7, Khalil Mack, 14.646, Akeem Hicks, $12 million, 10 from Jimmy Graham, 7.8 from Eddie Goldman. So four of their top six uh, players uh, in terms of cap hits are on the defensive line or yep. defensive line ba- in the front seven. And um, I don't think Robert Quinn had a great game. I don't nope. know that Khalil Mack did. I thought Hicks played really well, and, of course, Eddie Goldman wasn't there. That's a problem. I mean, that is just a problem. And, and Eddie, you know, Eddie is uh, on this list. He would be rated, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, six. 
seven, eight, ninth. So he's a top ten player, top 10. and he's got a, a, a good base this year. But um, but it's uh, it's pretty um, it's pretty expensive um, to have a guy to have a safety at that kind of number if you're not going to get the kind of production that you expect. And you know how do you put expectations on people? A lot of it is how you pay them. It's the yes. it's how they're rewarded, and that's that raises expectations. And Molly, it's known in the locker room too. Oh yeah, you know the big cap guys. You know those guys, and you know going into games on Sunday, Monday, Thursday, whenever you're playing, those are the guys you're you're banking on. Those are your difference makers. Those are the ones that are go, supposed to go out there and and make that splash play or make a difference in the game to help you win. And the only one that really did was Akeem Hicks. But then again, Akeem Hicks made a dumb penalty by pushing. Uh, yeah, that was hurting stupid. him. But that's yeah. just I just that. Right. I, I, as well as he plays and as aggressive as he is, I, li- I like yeah. all that. But then there's some that are just – they're not aggressive. I, th- I felt like that was just a dumb penalty. That wasn't well, an aggressive just, penalty. And you couldn't you couldn't return the ball as a result of that. I think uh, Herbert got knocked out. It might have been like a seven, eight-yard return. I don't I well, don't. So to... what? Yeah, it did hurt the team, actually. So what happens yeah. is they kick off at the 50, and, and what they try to do is then just hit a super high hang time kickoff so the coverage can really get down there, and then you can pin them inside the uh, – the 25-yard line. I think they stopped him. It was a yeah, stopped him on the 19-yard line. Yeah. So that hurt him for six yards. I mean, I don't, you know, I think right. that's the, the the drive they went down. And they still scored, but uh, you know, just things like that hurt your team. You just can't have those penalties. There's some that Akeem makes that I'm like, all right, man, that's just being aggressive. You know, the arm flying over, hitting the quarterback in the head, or something like that. But that was one I think he knew better. Maybe he was trying to, you know, rattle Matthew Stafford a little bit or something. But I think that's hard to do for a guy that's been in the league that long. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Mike is in Rockford. Hello, Mike. Oh no, did we lose Mike? Suds Hello. Is there. Hello. Yeah. Hi, Mike. Can you hear me? Yep. I'm yeah, sorry, guys. Uh, listen, I've called. Uh, thanks for taking my call, guys. I, I've called Hub many times on this subject. I've, I've been complaining for a couple of years. Um, the problem is Ryan Pace, obviously, and Matt Nagy. Um, one before the other. Um, why is it that the, the Chicago Bears organization continues to give these guys the time to correct the mistakes they made? Ryan Pace single-handedly has destroyed the entire roster of this team. Uh, granted, I'll give him some credit. He, he got a couple of picks in late rounds. He made some good picks in the later rounds. But he is constantly known, since he came to the Bears, to draft up constantly for first and second round picks and give draft capital away. This is the problem. We have no depth. Then we have to go out and get eight, you know, guys off the street, guys like Peters that are washed up. You know, he was a great player at one time, but come on, he's an old guy. He's thirty-nine year old lineman. This is a joke. Uh, we, uh, the, the Bears, need to. Uh, I mean, how much time are you going to give Nagy and Pace? Because to me, they had to trust. They had to, uh, you know, draft this quarterback, which I know he's going to be great. That was great, but he had to do this because of the mistake he made with Trubisky four years prior, and he gave up all this draft capital to get Trubisky, and he gave up draft capital to get um, Tevin Jenkins, who's probably going to miss the year now with back surgery. So this is the, the we, we have a problem here, guys. We're not the Packers. We're not the Patriots. We're not the Steelers. We're, they know how to build a team through the draft and the system. This is They, they rely on, on free agency. Guys like Quinn, they, they, they overpay guys that, are, that aren't really who they really are. Um, and this is what we're seeing. So I'm going to ask you guys, what do you think, how much time 
do we have to give these two clowns before they're ushered out of here? Now, how, many, how many more losing seasons have they got to have? Before? Molly, you take that one because I'd love to hear okay. your opinion on this. You've been around well, so many general managers and head coaches and covered them, and I'd love to hear what you have to say. I, I'll be honest with you. I was I, There was a part of me that that kind of expected them all to come back next year. Uh, I, I really did think that when they got to it, they were going to bring them all back again. But I've, I don't think I've ever felt as ambivalent about a professional sports team as I did when I heard the, the news conference at the end of the year because it didn't make any sense. And there were no reasons other than, mm-hmm. you know, throwing around the word collaboration. <laughs> and, and I believe at God. one point we heard that the rest of the league envied the character that these teams showed, and they talked all about how great the character is. And then they went out in the off season, and they signed, um, they signed, they promoted their their um, their safeties guy to their to to be the uh, the defensive uh, coordinator. And then the defenders didn't show up for the mini camp that was voluntary, and we all know that everybody's expected to be there. I think Roquan showed up because. He is in a contract year, and he wants to get paid. But Eddie Jackson didn't turn up, and he worked with uh, Sean Desai. So I felt that the whole, the whole nonsense about character and about how everyone envied their locker room, I felt that was kind of insane. And, Molly, and, I agree with that 100%. When that happened this offseason, if they talked so highly, the players did about Sean Desai, how much they loved this guy, so excited for him to, to be the head guy – that's when you get off your ass and you show up to Hallis Hall and you show support and you go to work with them. That 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 floored me that that happened. And the and the other thing and it's not maybe it's just a, a little thing, but I think that when you when you hear them say things like, um, did, "Did we get the quarterback right? No. <laughs> have we won enough? No. <laughs> but we have you know this fantastic." group of that's all nonsense it's noise and as a general manager you know when you're when you're if you just look at it as a trade and I Leonard Floyd wasn't particularly good tonight either but you brought in Robert Quinn you got rid of Leonard Floyd he had 10 and a half sacks I don't know where his career's going and maybe he needed a kick like that but but I know that Robert Quinn is virtually retired and he made a ton of money. So mm-hmm. that's it's a double whammy. And you you know, they they just spread the cap hit out further on Jimmy Graham in order to give them some more breathing room this year because they're abutting the cap. And all that does is put your numbers, you're kicking the can down the road, and you're going to have more problems next year and the year after, and they're still paying Trey Burton. I mean, you know, I don't want to get crazy about this, but... I didn't think we hear the name Trey Burton tonight in the post-game show. (laughs) And I I apologize. But the reason... That's smart. The reason that that you had the performance tonight, partly, is because Kyle Fuller is gone. Yes. Why is he gone? Because you, you... ruined your cap with him yep. you didn't and then and obviously you had to get rid of Chuck Leno so yeah. you you had a guy and I'm not sold on Leno but I believe he started today for Washington I think he's a guy that played every down for five years that counts for something and, yes. and you don't have anyone who's taken a snap and now you got the top three guys all down all injured we'll see who plays next week it's yeah I'm with you on that I'm with you the Ryan Pace issue 
I remember saying it on draft day when they drafted Mitch Trubisky. I'm like, if this guy doesn't work out, Mitch Trubisky, that's your job. And I still believe that. You tie yourself to that pick. You trade up from three to two. You do all that. You're tied to that one. You do not deserve your job after you mess that one up. And then exactly everything else you said right there, bringing in Robert Quinn, who's injured, paid him way too much. Then the kicker to me, who I thought Kyle Fuller is a very, very, very good player, to let that guy go in a passing game, the way the league is now in the passing, the passing game, to let a stud corner out of your building because of your own mistakes with other players, that's on you. That needs to be evaluated harder. And, and it makes you wonder if, you know, if this season is going to follow what we saw here, if they cannot prevent – I mean, if I'm an NFL team, if I'm, if I'm Cincinnati and I'm coming in to play Chicago, what am I going to do? I watch that game tape. I'm going deep. I'm going after him. I'm picking on this guy. I'm picking mm-hmm. on that guy. I'm pick- You're spoiled for choice as to who to go after. So I think it's a, I think it's a major problem that is going to d- dog them throughout the course of the, of the year. No doubt, especially if your front seven can't get home. If right. You can't, then you got to maybe dial up some blitzes to help get those guys there. But that puts more pressure on the defensive backs. And then we saw that when he did bring the pressure, Marquis Christian got burned twice. So they know exactly when they bring the pressure, hey, I'm going to the guy who's over number 23. I'm going over to the guy who's over number 22. And they've got – that's easy to figure out. That's, that's, that's just simple. That's like simple math. It's unbelievable. All right. It's the postgame show with Mully and Patrick Manley. 312-644-6767. Coming back with your phone calls here on The Score. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Snap, Stafford, plenty of time. No pressure. Late pressure now. Hicks throwing deep, wide open. Cup to the 10, waltzing in. The deepest of the deep was not there. And there's a penalty marker down. Hopefully, this will nullify a 56-yard strike to a very wide-open Cooper Cup snuck behind the defense. Yeah, I, I'm just super disturbed by that. That's the second time that they let a receiver get behind the coverage. It's on the Bears, so 
Six points for Stafford. The, the cup in particular to start the third. Looked like Marquis was on him initially. Was that supposed to be the safety picking him up? or was he I don't know. I don't know. Until I see that tape, I don't know. But that's, uh, that's something we can't have happen. Man, oh man, oh man, this is Matt Becky upsetting us tonight. He doesn't know. This is the Score Post Game Show with Mully and Patrick Manley. It's sponsored by MalMedChicago.com, where a full head of hair scores every time, 34 to 14. And uh, I'm with Tom Thayer. I'm super upset about that as well. And, again, I got to tell you, when they scored that touchdown, the first thing that went through my head was that statistic, uh, now 38-0 Sean McVay when leading at halftime. Uh, that's how you. That's what you do. You have a, something you've seen, and you come back and you score a touchdown like that. And the Bears just gave up too many huge plays, and it was uh, it was so disconcerting. It was so upsetting. I mean, it was like physically upsetting to see that touchdown. Yeah, it was, and it was funny to hear Tom say "super disturbed." That's that's about <laughs> as angry as he gets. And that's when I heard that, I'm like. He wants to be so much more angry, but he just doesn't seem like the guy to do that. That's that's about as ticked off as I think Tom can get. But that that, that is true. I mean, it's like we've said all along. Your playmakers, Eddie Jackson and, and Tayshawn Gibson, whoever's fault it was, or Marquis Christian, I don't know, the DBs. But to me, you know, it's it's Eddie Jackson needs to make more plays. Eddie Jackson's the, the captain of the defensive backs back there. He's the one that needs to get guys in the right position there was another play in the game and I want to go back I can't wait to look at the, uh, the copy again tomorrow they're on the goal line playing defense and on their defensive right side they're going through a whole discussion of pointing and look like they're arguing who's supposed to cover who what's the right. what kind of coverage they're going to play I think it was on a trips formation and I'm like that should be discussed on Wednesday and Thursday in meetings and it just seems that they don't have the right communication and I don't know if that's what was going on or maybe they were playing with the, 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 the wide receivers, but I just saw that, and I, that disturbed me a little bit to see that. And I'm like, are they really don't understand how to cover this? This is just the normal formation, or what, what are they going to do? They can't get the communication together? And that's something that should be you know solidified by Friday afternoon in practice when you leave Hallis Hall. Let's get to, uh, to the phone lines, 312-644-6767. KC is in Frankfurt. Hey, KC. Hey, what's up, fellas? Thanks for thanks for taking taking my call, man. You bet. <sighs> Every day. The only good thing I'm taking out of this tonight, uh, first of all, I know, right? Uh, Montgomery looked good at running back. I like his solid play. I like his poise to, you know, get every yard. SoFi Stadium is beautiful as well. I love it, you know, to see the crowds back in the NFL. That was a nostalgia thing to see today. Now, the secondary, I mean – I don't know what to do with that. You know, maybe you guys, you guys are more the experts to me. Um, I'm sitting here watching the game, and I'm just watching us get burned, and I'm thinking to myself, well, this is the Matthew Stafford from Detroit, so I know he can't beat us. And voila, look what we have. You know, he looks very good tonight. Um, I, I understand that call when he said um, about the Mad Nagy, Ryan Pace. You know, I think the time is coming to an end. Um, I thought the Mitch Travinsky draft was, it is what it is. He's no longer here, but. You know, the whole two-quarterback system, you know, come on, man, this is not college. This is not that one team they played that, you know, we know that situation. So, I don't know, fellas. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I'll hang up and listen to you guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, KC. Yeah, KC, I think you talked about the DBs and, and they were a disappointment today. And I think the biggest disappointment to me was they were mental mistakes. You can't have mental mistakes with veterans. 
And that's what's back there. You've got two veteran players. One's a pro bowler, and another one's been a long time good safety in the NFL. And they had mental mistakes. You know, as a coach, you can't have that. You can, as coaches always say, I can deal with a physical mistake. I can't deal with a mental mistake. And I I still feel the same way, and I believe that. And that just should not happen with two veterans back there. You should not have two two plays of that magnitude of, of, of what happened, you know, two big touchdowns going as long as they did off of mental mistakes. And, and that's, that's unacceptable. That's just unacceptable, and that's going to get, you know, maybe that's something they can, you were talking about Mully going from week one to week two. Maybe that doesn't happen anymore, and you can stop that. Maybe that's one way they can get better, but that shouldn't happen in the first week. Just shouldn't happen with two veterans. Two wide-open touchdowns of whatever, 67, 57 yards, yep. wide open. Mm-hmm. And, and the first one, the guy went down on the, at, at the 12-yard line, and the two guys ran past him without putting a, ha- a hand on him, without yep. a fingernail. Veterans he again. Got, he got back up and ran in. I yep. mean, that's the thing that you just sit there. It's it's almost like awe-inspiring that that could happen because mm-hmm. if it were a couple of rookies, you'd be like, oh, wow, is that stupid. You don't understand. You have, but how do these guys not do that? That was just insane. And, um, you know, I liked what he said. David Montgomery ended up finishing the game with 108 yards on 16 carries and that is um, that makes him the second highest rusher of the weekend thus far, the highest in the NFC. I think Joe Mixon had like 127 yards. So good for David Montgomery, and that's not tons of yard uh, carries, by the way, to get to mm-hmm. 108 yards. So that's a good thing. Molly, another thing, you know, we talked about the pregame of these players like David Montgomery, Mooney, and these these young higher round draft picks, they need to step up and show that they they can improve. That's a player that did it today. Yes. That made me feel good. That's one positive. And I think I've read something on Twitter. Somebody said positives, David Montgomery, negatives, everybody else. (laughs) And it's it's, it's, kind of true. I mean, that's kind of the way the whole game went. I mean, you can't really – but David Montgomery looked pretty damn good. And I'm excited to see that he looks like he's taking that next step, that he can be that difference maker on the offense. So that's, that's good to see. I wonder if it's a positive that we saw Josh Fields, too. And, I mean, you know, they never put any plays together with him or whatever. But, you know, he completed his first pass, and Mm -hmm. he scored a touchdown on his first run. I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, I I was happy to see him. It was great to see him. He looked very calm on that first throw. I don't know about you, but he just – he just – he looks like he fits. I mean, he did it in the preseason, and everybody says yes, the preseason. It's against second-teamers. But I went to, I think, the first preseason game when he just got on the field – he just looked very calm and comfortable and, and just like he belongs. And then he started running with the ball and moving around. You're like, all right, this guy's the best athlete on the field. Yeah. So I was happy to see him have some uh, success. A couple plays I thought were pretty stupid that he had to run, but the other ones I thought were pretty good. Um, and he ran them very well. And I was happy to see him when he did run, make that little guy or make that guy miss and get through that little hole and, and score and, um, so I was happy to see him out there, and I guess now after seeing the little bit of a sample we've seen, I'm, I'd like to see more. Yeah, I think everyone felt that way. Yeah. Josh, Josh is in Hobart, Indiana. Hey, Josh. Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. Um, I got to agree with everybody else. You know, David Montgomery just looks solid. I'm glad he's getting some recognition. Um, I just want to get your guys' opinion. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm with everybody else, you know, every other Chicago fan. I'm anxious to see Fields, you know, get out there. Um, but, you know, you can't take the chance on getting hurt. What do we do to get this O-line fixed? 
um, so we can get him out there soon. You know, do we, do we need to make a move? Do we need to, you know, get trade somebody? What, what is your guys' opinion so that we can get this guy out there and uh, see what he can do? Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, appreciate it. I don't know how they trade anybody. Again, there's all sorts of salary cap implications, and they're yeah. pretty tight on the cap. I, I think that's a pipe dream. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, you know, overall, I don't know if you can call it positive, but maybe it's just one of those just right down the middle, that the, the way the O-line played. I was expecting them to play worse. Yeah. And they played better than what I expected, so I guess right. that's maybe a positive. <laughs> that's a good one. And then, yeah. yeah, and then I don't know if Justin Fields – well, here's the question I want to ask you, Molly, then. If Justin Fields is quarterbacking this game, could the Bears have won? No. Yeah. No. Do right. you think so? No, I don't think I don't, so. No, I really was, don't. Pat, would he be playing corner too? <laughs> or safety. <laughs> I'd put him in at safety. But no, I don't think they would have won the game. That's one. Yeah. I also think the Rams That's might just be that darn good. Yeah. I that think that you, could be part of the problem as well. You kind of hope so after that, yeah. right? But yeah. but uh, you know again I think that I think that the um, that that offensive court the, the coordinator is seriously good that's the head coach Sean McVay yes. and uh, I mean he's a seriously good coach and it does seem like Matthew Stafford looked a lot better with those weapons around him they mm-hmm. got a lot of guys on that offense that receiving core. I mean, they, they caused fits. They really caused yeah. a lot of problems. So Yeah, and if you if you watch Jared Goff in the past with that offense, there were some games. He was streaky, right? He was streaky. Right. But then he missed some open throws. He missed right. the layup. Matthew Stafford's not going to do that, and he didn't do that today. Well, his perfect passer rating today, I believe, right? Yeah, he was I think it's the highest passer rating he's ever had in his, his career. Is that right? In the wow. first game with the Rams. I believe that's right. <laughs> I thought I saw that. So, I mean, what does that wow. tell you? That says that he and yeah. – um, and, and Sean McVay, you know, worked together pretty darn well. And, again, is that because the Rams are that good or is it the Bears play that bad or is it a combination of both? Or, you know, we'll, we'll find out next week against Cincinnati. But, um, yeah, he looked pretty darn good to me. William is on the south side. Hey, William. Hey, Molly. How you doing? Good. Good talking to you. Man, this, this coach we got is too conservative. He needs to get more unconservative and more – Aggressive. Bigger on his plays, you know? Well, I don't know, man. I mean, he went crazy on fourth down, didn't he? And, and right. it didn't seem to matter whether it was going to work or not. He crazy was just, on yeah. fourth down. I thought those plays were stiff, you know? Well, well yeah, we, I, we need the plays coach. were stiff, but to yeah, go for it on fourth down is a little gutsy. Yeah. Yes. Are you, talking about maybe tr- are you trying to? Are you talking about maybe trying to throw the ball deeper? Yeah, because there are too many – the slow passes, like 10 yards, you know, how are you going to win games that way? You need to throw longer. No, I, I think they could have they could have schemed up some more max protections and thrown them deeper, but this offense but they need is to also, get more aggressive. Agreed, and this offense, too, if you watch Kansas City, everybody wants to compare it to that, they have better playmakers, right? They get it in right. their playmakers' hands, and they make people miss. And then they also have Tyreek Hill, which can take the top off anybody and just throw it deep, and it doesn't matter. But, you know, they have guys that make people miss when they make those little 10-yard throws. I think you see those highlights all the time from Kansas City. All right, let's get to Josh. Josh is in Batavia. Hey, Josh. Hey. Uh, so, first thing I want to say is you guys are actually – you're killing this post game. So, I mean, you're spot on. So, well done, boys. Thank you. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, really great job. Uh, I have two things. So, Molly, you started the uh, post game with mismanagement. I have two words for this game. It's mismanagement and obvious. It was mismanaged. Desperate when we're going for it. That call had to be on fourth and four, had to be drawn off sides. If you read, I've got it, then you snap the ball. But there was no hard count. That's what I see. It, it's mismanaged by the head coach. It's mismanaged by pace because that line, Peters was not actually hurt. He just cashed a check. That's an old man falling down and left the stadium. The, the trainer is, you can look at it on video. He was laughing when he oh, left. No, He's I, not I, really hurt. I, I think he pulled his He's not hurt. I really do. I, I really do. I think a guy that's out of shape like that, a little overweight, hadn't been training, you get into the rigors of a football game, uh, it's just it's a it's it's hard on his body and I think his legs just quit on him and that's what happens to most older players. I was one of those even though I was a long snapper. Your legs just go and I think he pulled a quad. I really do. If you look at his leg, it like shivers, it shakes. And that's one hundred percent. I one hundred percent trust you on that. Hundred percent. Yeah, I, I do. I, th- I think he did hurt himself. Okay. The obvious is David Montgomery very good at football. Eddie Jackson yeah. afraid of contact. Just, it, there's a lot of obvious things. And Andy Dalton did a good job. I wanted him to do poorly so that Justin Fields could come in. The other obvious thing about Justin Fields is he's faster than almost everyone on the field. Fast creates time and space. And if he's got a little bit in his arm, he's got more than a little bit, that creates opportunity. So I see mismanagement at two to three levels, McCaskey. Was a third, and then obvious talent and lack of talent, and lack of willingness. So that's what I've got. And again, you guys have done an awesome job. Everything I've been thinking is what you guys are saying. Great analysis, and I love the alliteration of Molly Manley. Keep it up. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Move over, all. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think I'm the guy that gets run out of that threesome, sadly. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I was I, I I was amazed to see Virginia McCaskey there. I I don't know why, just because it's just extraordinary that she is still going as strong as she is. She looked like a million, Pat. I mean, yeah, it was agreed, amazing. agreed. She she's an amazing person. I I got I can't yeah. never say a bad. She's just how old is she now? Upper 90s, correct? I don't know. Whatever, I whatever. But so. it, she, I yeah, but she's just amazing. And then her energy, even when she'd come into Hallis Hall, um, is just strong. And I, I think this is what keeps her going, is her love for the Bears, obviously. And she just yeah. has to be there. Just has to be there. 98 years old. 98. Wow. Come on. Good for her. That's yeah. amazing. That's unbelievable. That's extraordinary. She needs to see something better on the field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pete is in Edison Park. Hey, Pete. Hey, how you guys doing? Thanks for taking my call. One thing I wanted to bring up is you're talking about the general manager, the draft, and everything else, and you're talking about difference makers. Well, I was watching earlier before the Bears even played and Pittsburgh versus Buffalo, T.J. Watt was quite a difference maker, and I know that the Pittsburgh Steelers signed him to quite a healthy extension. I think they made him the number one overall paid defensive player right now. 
And I know they drafted him as well, but you talk about Ryan Pace with his draft misses. Mitch Trubisky was supposed to be one of those. How much more time, and I know he touched on this guy a little bit earlier, but how much more time do we give these guys to get it right? Because these guys keep hitting on all cylinders and keep hitting on these draft picks and keeping them with them for the long term. But we seem to keep missing. I'm not sure I understand why. You guys have any comments on that? You know, I think the thing that bothers me about Ryan Pace in the draft, and it is just his modus operandi, he um, he will pick one player, and he will build his draft around getting someone. Mm-hmm. And that just goes to everything I ever learned about the draft or heard about the draft or discussed with people about it. I know it's, it's kind of a, a New Orleans-type thing. They love to identify a player and go after the player. And that's fine if you're hitting on the guy, but there have been too many situations. You know, Trubisky is a great example. You made a needless trade up to take the guy. It was bad enough that you took the wrong player in that group, but you – and, I mean, it's, he's obviously the wrong player with all due respect to, to everyone involved in it because the other guy is Patrick Mahomes is going to the Hall of Fame. He's yep. already a, a Super Bowl winner, an MVP. That's not even an argument. But um, when you just identify one guy and you're moving up to get a guy, that's not you're supposed to you're supposed to be able to know what a player looks like and be able to get guys and not zero in on the wrong guy, which has happened too often. That's all. Sure. And and then you lose your draft capital. You lose other picks Then you move up to get Anthony Miller. You you lose picks you use to get him and you lose him as well. And then the other thing that, you know, what's really sad, Mully. Normally, these calls about Nagy and Pace come in after the Bears are eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah. And we're doing it week one. <laughs> That's kind of sad. Well, it's mean, true, though, but I, I understand what the fans are saying because you just don't feel any uh, – like you talked about it with the, with the press conference in the offseason, why they right. kept them, why they kept their job. And right. the fans are fed up. You know, they see it come out and happen today, 34-14, lost to the Rams – and I understand the calls, but that's just what kind of gets me sad is these calls are already happening after week one when normally it's week 10, 11, or 12 or whenever they get you know eliminated from the playoffs. Well, with any luck, we'll have a different tune uh, next week. With any luck, and it, I mean, it'll take a lot of luck. but it, Improvement maybe, week. Just call this yes. improvement week. We're going to improve from week one to week two. That is the dream, <laughs> isn't it? Yep. And yes. I mean – it's going to be very hard to get worse, quite frankly. So right. You got to get that secondary together. You got to figure out who's going to be able to play at left tackle. And, um, you know, you got to kind of clean up a lot. There's a lot of things to clean up, but it's a long flight home. Hopefully they're debating that in their heads and they're going to come up with some answers. Patrick, I've, I've had a great time. Really appreciate uh, getting to do this with you. And, uh, and we'll have uh, more fun next week. I will be up at uh, and on the air at 5 a.m., so uh, I hope people get up too and tune in. It seems unfair that I'm the only guy that uh, gets living in sleep. <laughs> and, oh, man, uh, you're the best. Studs, thank you, buddy. I, I uh, appreciate everything you did. I forgot to thank him in the pregame. Did you notice? Ah, he didn't need it. He didn't it's need early it. days. It's early yes. days, Patrick. I'll, I'll get right. better as we get on. I should be... 
the, the jump between week one and week two is extraordinary. It needs to be huge. It needs <laughs> to be huge. That's all I care about. And Molly, it's been a blast working with you, and I look forward to the rest of the season, man. All right, buddy. Excellent stuff. See you tomorrow morning, everyone. And uh, that is our post-game show here on The Score. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 